we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Early morning, late night, talk show. Breakfast right. Club is the most powerful, popular, urban radio show in America. Live from the Black Mothership in New York City, it's DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. It's different, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. Thank you, y'all. Be blessed, love. I love y'all. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches! So I'm always nervous when I do the Breakfast Club because sometimes you say stuff and it's just going to get you in trouble. Everybody wake up! Yo 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 Charlemagne is running late. Good morning, it's Thursday. How y'all feeling out there? Y'all alright? Everything good? Woke up to see another day. Good morning to you guys out there. Now Charlemagne is uh running a little late. Uh, in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area on the East Coast here, temperatures are freezing. It's probably the, the coldest it's been so far. They went to single digits. Here's Charlemagne. Morning, Charlemagne. So I know getting in this morning was Yo. a little nasty this morning. The, the roads are still icy. It's still nasty outside. And the reason I'm late. The reason I'm late is because as soon as I'm walking out the door, kids start getting up for no reason. And 
having bad dreams. Really? Yeah, you know, and wanted one want to sleep with mommy, the other one want to sleep with mommy, but then when she realized mommy getting up, don't want to sleep in the bed because ain't no adults. Mm. So you got to go tuck her back in. Mm. That's the reason I'm late. Oh, yes. Right. Good morning. What's happening? Well, good morning to you, sir. I'm not really late, though, now that I think about it. What do you mean? Because it's the first break. <laughs> you, got, first break. You, gotta, you, you gotta come in for your yo-yos. No, I wouldn't have the breath to do the yo-yo-yo-yo this morning anyway, so. No yo-yo-yo-yo-yo-yo this morning. Matter of fact, you hit it. You yeah, hit we it hit, yeah, we hit the pre-tape oh, okay, yo-yo-yo okay, okay. just in case you ever Ooh. run late. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Well, this morning on the show, Piers Morgan will be joining us. Piers Morgan. You know, uh, he's from uh, Piers Morgan Uncensored. Yep. I mean, Piers has been around for a long time. Piers is a legendary media personality, you know, mm-hmm. from the... UK, he replaced Larry King on CNN back in the day. Like, yeah. like Piers has been around. Started from the tabloid, The Sun, and, and and went and worked his way up on Fox and CNN and all these other places. We're gonna kick it with Piers in a little P- bit. P- Piers shakes the table. Yes, he does. <laughs> he yes, definitely he does. shakes the table. So we're gonna be talking to Piers in a little bit. Let's get the show cracking. We got front page news with Tesla and Figaro. Should be breaking down everything that's happening outside right now. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, you know the Dolphins' chief game? They're saying they got as cold as minus 9 degrees. And they say with the uh, wind chill factor, it, it felt like minus 28. They said because of that, 15 people were hospitalized because wow. it was so damn cold, which is crazy. I, I, I felt like going to the hospital yesterday because it was so damn cold. It was cold. I ain't never felt no cold like that yesterday. I was like, am I getting old and my bones are brittle? Like, what the hell is happening? And today's going to be worse. Really? Yeah, today's going to be worse. Why? What you mean? It's going to be colder and then snow tomorrow morning. Yeah, this ain't the same cold that we grew up on, man. This ain't the same cold we used to light the kerosene heater for. You know what I'm saying? Open the stove sometime. But I grew up in a trailer, so it was a little bit different. None of that would warm up uh, what's happening out here right now. Yeah, and also, Lord have mercy. And we also got to send a rest in peace. Golden State Warriors assistant coach, uh, Dijon Milojevic. Scary. He passed away at the age of 46. They said he had a, a heart Scary. attack. And I believe they were all at a restaurant eating when it happened. Yeah, so, team dinner. Yeah. Team dinner. So Scary. definitely rest in peace. The NBA uh, postponed their game. That's why we be stressing going to see, uh, you know, Dr. Puma, man. You know, yeah. when we was having those conversations, you know, about going to uh, Dr. Puma to do the Soren. The soaring heart scan. Yeah. You got to, man. Now, if, if you haven't heard Dr. Puma up here, he actually uh, scans your full heart. He puts... Uh, the way that they do it is... is It, it doesn't take that long. It takes what, maybe 10 minutes? If that long? Mm, yeah, it's not that it long. It takes 10 minutes, but they can tell you how the blood flows in your heart. If there's a problem, they can actually fix that problem right then and there, which is pretty cool. They tell you you know what age your heart is, uh, meaning if you have a, a, a younger heart, if it's an older heart, if they, they give just, you a it, blockage. It, they just, it's just cardiac imaging for early detection and yeah. treatment of heart disease. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Sim- simple, simple as that. You and should definitely get it checked. Absolutely. All right. Morning, Tiz. Good morning, Charlamagne the God. Good morning, DJ Envy. Let's, let's jump right in. Let's talk about these uh, public colleges. Yeah, let's talk about that. I just wanted to throw out a quick fact right, fact right quick on the heart disease. One in four males die of heart disease every year. So uh, thank you guys for continuing to advocate for our health. Uh, let's go right into Florida. They banned diversity, or, I'm sorry, division of equity and inclusion. So this is a really, really big issue that's going on now in Florida. Let's take a listen to the report. The Florida Board of Education passed a rule banning the use of public funds for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. This would impact schools in the Florida college system. So locally, that includes Florida State College at Jacksonville and St. John's River State College. The board also decided to replace the principles of sociology class with an American history class in an effort to provide what it calls accurate and factual accounts of the past instead of exposing students to what it describes as woke ideology. 
Damn. So again, banning diversity, equity, and inclusion of Florida. That is what they're doing now. Civil rights advocate and attorney Ben Crump immediately denounced the move. Uh, he said we'll continue to go down a misguided path of censorship in Florida. I also spoke to Florida State Representative LaVon Bracey last night, and this is what she had to say. While I am gravely disappointed that the State Board of Education and Commissioner Manny Diaz has determined that DEI does not have a place in our institutions of higher learning here in the state of Florida, I am not surprised. I am not surprised that the same entity that just a few months ago talked about the benefits of enslavement is the same entity that doesn't see the benefits of DEI in our institutions of higher learning. My question is to the people of Florida, what are you going to do about about it. Are you going to rage against the machine? Because the best way to rage against the machine is by voting. The best way to show that we are not pleased with these new policy, practices, procedures, and people that are in power is by lifting our voices through our vote. So my question to Florida is what you're going to do about it. Rick James said they should have never gave you niggas money. Florida public colleges said they will make sure they never will. Damn. Mm -hmm. That's basically what's happening. Mm -hmm. That's why it don't make no sense when elected officials run around here saying things like, you know, America is not a racist country. And I was saying yesterday, you know, racism is systematic and ra racism mm -hmm. is systemic and structural. And this is just That's another right. example of racism being systemic and structural. Right. Actual systems. You know, folks love saying, oh, you know, how can you say that? Because you have money. Again, we're not talking about individuals. We're talking about systems. And you're absolutely right. And you'll hear the acronym again, DEI, DEI. But it's really important that we name that and actually call it diversity, equity and inclusion. That is literally, you know, what they're going against. And also um, they. Uh, banned, they took out the principles of sociology course uh, and they replaced that with uh, a general studies American history course. So I talked to uh, our good friend, Dr. Steve Perry, uh, the founder of uh, Capital Prep, and this is what he had to say. Banning sociology or African-American studies or in any way diminishing the opportunity for both black and white children to learn about the struggles and overcoming of circumstances by any educational entity is anti-intellectual and anti-truth. Florida has done what it is doing, which is trying to whitewash history. They didn't invent it, but they damn sure are perfecting it. And we as a community have an obligation to make sure that we speak up boldly to ensure that all children of all races understand that this country has positives and negatives. It doesn't. That was it? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. Salute to Dr. Steve Perry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some bad things going on in Florida as far as that. And remember, uh, Ron DeSantis is running for president of the United States and talks often about how if he were elected president, this is what he would continue to do uh, throughout the nation. All right. Well, that is. Well, thank God he's not going to be elected president. Mm -hmm. He's not even going to be the GOP nominee. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we don't got to worry about that. All right. Now, Tez, we'll see you next hour. What are we talking next hour? Uh, next hour, we want to give you some updates on the Biden administration and menthol cigarettes. They're talking about banning that. We're going to talk a little bit about how that affects black people. And then there is some good news, at least coming from the Biden administration, as far as your overdraft fees that I think are important that people might want to know. Yeah, I'm not a smoker, so I don't know the difference between menthol cigarettes and regular cigarettes. So hopefully you can tell me next hour because I have no idea the difference, if, if there even is a difference. Y'all don't need to Make be smoking it. anyway. 
I don't give yeah. a damn what they do with cigarettes. Sorry. Some somebody out there freezing their ass off right now, <laughs> right now. trying to get a little smoking. You put that down. You're supposed to have that anyway. And I don't think it's fair that people that uh, smoke at a workplace, breaks. they get extra breaks all throughout yeah, the day. So they go downstairs for that. 20, 30 minutes and they get to smoke and then they come back. Like, that's not fair. Everybody should be able to take a break, right? We'll discuss <laughs> next hour, all right? Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Love yourself. Ray, Ray, Ray. Yo, Charlemagne. Gizzy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, Hello. who's this? Hey, peace and blessings, man. It's your boy, Sean Stone. Good morning, guys. Sean Stone, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, Charlemagne. Uh, working today? Yeah, I'm right here. Waiting for you to be uh, negative, as usual. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not trying to be negative at all, man. I just be trying to spread the truth, man. That's all. Okay, what's the truth? What's the truth this morning as you see it, Sean? Hey, listen, I would love to see a comedy off between uh, Kevin Hart and Cat Williams, man. Would y'all think that would be funny? Uh, what's up? What, what would a comedy off consist of? Uh, I don't know, man. Cat Williams says basketball. He could beat Kevin Hart in basketball. You know what I mean? He said he could dust Kevin Hart on stage, man. What would that look like? Yeah, I, I, how do you do I a comedy? Would... Is it the best joke, the best reaction? Is it you get a yeah, set, I get a set? Jokes. According to Cat Williams, he could beat Kevin Hart in some basketball, the best jokes. You know what I mean? Whatever a comedy off is, man. I would a, love to you, you, know, you know that's an old video, too, by the way. That video of him uh, standing in front of the plane. That video was like uh, like eight years old. Like It's really, really old. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you for breaking that down for me. Mm-hmm. And also, listen, Envy. Yes, sir. I just wonder, why you be lying to the people for 16 years, bro? What do you mean? On the radio, you said at 9 o'clock, people could call to request something. Mm-hmm. What? Nobody can call in. I've been telling you for I've been telling you for fourteen years because that's how long we've been on. I've been yeah. telling you for fourteen years he's lying. But so I take I, I take we take requests all through the morning. I don't know if you know. No, they don't. It's it's, it's, no, it's don't a song that you, you want to hear, and the only time that I don't is if it's somebody's birthday. Then I usually play their birthday mix. Come like on, today, man. there's nobody's birthday today. I've been he, looking. He's he, he lying birthday. to you again right now. And also, I want to ask you guys. Last year, you guys been you know gassing us up, the listeners, telling us there's going to be a third uh, co-host. What's going on with Jess Hilarious? Are we going to see a third co-host in 2024? They've been gassing me. Have, 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 have a blessed day, Sean. Peace, Sean. Is that negative? Peace, Sean. Have a blessed wow. day. Damn, why you hang up with Sean like that? I hang up on him. I told him to have a blessed day. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is B from Brooklyn. B from Brooklyn. What up? Get it off your chest. Uh, life just been lifing, man. Uh, I got in uh, two car accidents. One of them was a hit and run. Luckily, the second one, the dude stopped, you know. I got a little coin from it, but uh, I use it to spend on my girlfriend and whatnot. But, you know, I also got to get surgery for something from work, not even car accident related. You know, life just been liking. So how much you got for the for the accident? Uh, I got I got one K. OK, one K. You must not have had a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all must have settled in the parking lot. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? A thousand dollars? It was a it was a state trooper and he he, he left his car on. She lives in Connecticut. And he rolled into the back of my car and hit my bumper. There's no way you had a lawyer. Nah. Exactly. There's no way. I th- I, as I said, you negotiated that yourself. A lawyer would have got you something more than $1,000. Yeah. Uh, I definitely should have called. But, you know, I, I wasn't thinking about all that at the moment. Especially considering he was a sick trooper. I'm just like, damn. Hmm. Well, got a little stack. But other than that, though, uh, I just got to... I want to shout out my, my myself real quick. 
Uh, I'm currently trying to get my way into the anime industry. So if anybody knows anybody looking for, you know, somebody trying to write a script or anything, my Instagram is otaku underscore Russ. Okay. You, you do animation or you just write scripts? Uh, I'm currently practicing my drawing. I ain't, I ain't there yet, you know, but I'm, I'm trying to get into script writing and all of that. Got you. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Seymour from Richmond, Virginia. Moving hey. to Albany, New York. Seymour, what up? Get it off your chest. Say, I was going to say, man, I heard y'all talking about the breaks and stuff. You were saying how you don't understand. Some people, you know, they take their breaks and you wish you could have your breaks too. I was saying, like, I don't know if we need our breaks to hear y'all show, man. Y'all be having me tripping. I ain't going to lie. You got to listen on break. You can't listen at your desk on the iHeartRadio app. No, he was saying if we take a nah. break, like smokers take a break, how are you going to listen to the show? That's what I'm saying. You can't listen nah, to, at your desk or uh, with the iHeartRadio app? Or where you work at? I do engineering, so I drive to different locations to fix the equipment, but I be checking y'all out. I was tripping out like, a couple weeks ago when you was going in on a girl and she stole her own. She stole a little clothing brand. <laughs> she stole her clothing brand. The girl stole oh, Lauren Rosa. Oh, when Lauren stole Carrie Champion's Brown Girl Dreaming. Oh, yeah, don't say that. You yeah, was, yeah. yeah, you were stinging her, bro. You were stinging her. I was <laughs> <mean>. <laughs> We know Carrie, Carrie has Brown Girl Dream. Lauren has Brown Girl Grinding. Brown Girl Dream is like a, a organization. Uh, she, she does, Carrie provides mentorship, you know, for uh, young yeah. ladies. And, and Lauren, Lauren uh, has a, a blog and a clothing line, right. website and a clothing line. I, I heard, I heard her story. I heard her try to cover it up. And I heard you going in. Trying to in, cover it up. I don't know which side to believe. Believe me. Believe the side that I was. Oh, uh, boy. Believe Carrie and my, myself. Have a good one. <laughs> Hello, who's Salute this? To Lauren, though. Good morning. Hey, what's your name? Hi, this is Obioma. Hey, Obioma. How are you? So, Charlene. Yes, ma'am. Thank huh? you. We did have a scholarship winner. Okay. Her name is Jimmy. And she's an illustrator. She's a teenager. She's an illustrator. Um, so you both look her up. She writes children's books. Okay. Oh, really? All right. Yes. Okay. Um, so she got the first uh, Watch Her One scholarship. I wanted to talk to you guys about, you mentioned something yesterday when Ava was on about support, right? So I think there's a disconnect in communities where support goes both ways. Now, I bought a ticket for how uh, to donate. Um, but I think sometimes in the community, maybe people feel like celebrities or people that are on TV, you know, we don't see them and they, they don't support what's happening in the communities. And sometimes it's knowledge, right? They don't know. But I don't think, you know, you, Charlamagne, don't be so hard about saying we ain't going to support there's a lot of us that do there's a lot of us that don't but I do think it's reciprocal when it comes when, when it comes from people that are on a different platform I understand what you're saying but um, and, the, the numbers kind of show right like you look at the book of Clarence the book of Clarence had a 40 million dollar budget you know, majority black mm -hmm. cla black cast, and it only made three million dollars yeah. this weekend. You know, Color Purple, one hundred and forty yeah. million dollar production budget, as well as marketing and promotions, it's made like fifty five million dollars thus far. Like, you know, if we don't show up to these projects, 
you know, with with our dollars, they're not going to make anymore. Well, that, that's like, the it's problem. Really, it's really just that simple. People, you know, everybody has to understand it's a business, and and people invest into these movies, and if they invest one hundred and forty million dollars, and it only brings back fifty five, sixty million dollars. That investment's not going to happen again. And, and, They're going to invest in something else. And I know y'all think that's just Hollywood, but when people see that, you know, simply black people can't sell a product, it don't matter if it's movies, it don't matter if it's TV, it don't matter if it's clothing, it don't matter if it's whatever it is you're trying to sell as a as a black-owned business, you know, a black-forwarded business, people will be like, eh, I'm kind of cool on that. All that's right. why you got to celebrate the wins. Like, I just saw uh, the Honey Pot. You know the honeypot company; mm-hmm. they, they just sold for three hundred and eighty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Salute to uh, B B Dixon. You know who's the CEO of the honeypot? I I salute stuff like that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? There's a I think yeah, three hundred and eighty million dollar acquisition. Uh, they sold the Cody. You know, and you know B is B is Beatrice has been up here quite a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, so to see her sell a portion of her product, the Honeypot, which is a black-owned business for $380 million. I salute that. I saw Absolutely. people in the comments saying, yo, she sold out. No. no. That's what you do. You create a business and you sell it to get that capital. That's how we create you know, generational, generational wealth. wealth. That's right. And guess what? We going to need it because y'all ain't going out to support these projects, so we going to need our own money to fund our own projects. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to tell you about what celebrity... Uh, that their brother allegedly knocked their teeth out. We'll get what? into that next. Yeah, it's The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. 
So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Doja Cat. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. Now, Doja Cat's brother allegedly abused Doja Cat verbally and physically. Now, Doja's mom uh, went to court to get a restraining order against her 30-year-old son. His name is Ramon. This is all alleged. In the court filing, she stated that Doja also needed the protection for her brother as well. She claims that Ramon, I guess uh, Ramon's his name, knocked Doja's teeth out, gave Doja uh, Doja Cat cuts and bruises, Stolen destroyed her property and speaks to her in a demeaning and dis- uh, degrading manner. The paperwork states that Raymond uh, makes Doja feel unsafe and traumatized. Now, the judge gave the mom a restraining order, but said that Doja has to ask for her own restraining order and can't get a restraining order due to her mom. Hmm. She needs to file her own restraining order. So I don't know how, how long this has been going on. I don't know the reason for it, but. Uh, she was in court and she was uh, getting a temporary restraining order against the 30 year old man that story sounds in, in, in incredibly horrible mm-hmm. and that's recent like all that stuff happened recently yeah recent recent restraining allegedly. order allegedly yeah mm. 
Now, Marlon Wayans talks about uh, actors wearing dresses. Now, I don't know where this conversation... This seems like this conversation never dies. Now, he was on the cruise show... Well, it definitely reheated because of uh, Cat, Cat Williams, Williams on Club Shay Shay. Yeah, yes. but it, they, this has been a conversation people have been having oh, for family. the longest time. Absolutely. Well, he talked to, uh, talked about it on the cruise show. Shout to our family and crews on The Real 92.3 out in L.A. And had a conversation about wearing dresses. If you remember, he actually wore a dress in White Chicks. You talking to a black man that put on a dress. That conversation to me is... It's silly because... It's a negative thing that is only in black people. We have, for some reason, been programmed to look down on the craziest parts about our experience, that we're supposed to not embrace our past, not embrace our history, not embrace our heroes, that we have to be this way. When Robin Williams puts on a dress and is Mrs. Doubtfire, he gets nominated for an Oscar, and white people think it's brilliant. His community embraces him. When black people put on dresses, all of a sudden we're labeled by our own people like something negative. We did White Chicks. That's a classic movie. Mm -hmm. That whole thing about, you know, you put on a dress and you selling out, that, that is not an artist's mindset. Yeah, I mean, I've I've said that from the beginning because you know even just growing up when you used to look at uh, uh like you know uh, uh, Martin Lawrence playing Shanae, yeah, uh, you know Jamie Foxx playing um Wanda and Living Color. I never looked at that stuff and said, "Oh, they're selling out." I just thought it was funny. Just thought it was and, laughs and, and, and jokes. Into uh, Marlon's point, yes. Black people aren't the only people getting put in dresses. Robin Williams, God bless the dead, did a whole movie called Miss Doubtfire that was award winning. He won Golden Globes for that and People's yeah. Choice Awards for that in comedy. They got nominated for Academy Awards. So it's like, I, 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 I don't understand the logic. Like, if you don't like seeing black men in dresses, totally understand that. But to act like it's some, you know, sellout Illuminati stuff and that's how people get on, right? I don't know. Even uh, I don't believe that. commercials back in the day. Remember Larry Johnson? Grandmama. Grandmama. Hilarious. Grandmama. I, I didn't even look at it as hilarious. I just thought he was playing a character called I, Grandmama. And I thought it was dope because he was playing himself and Grandmama used to get busy. It. I, I never, it, it never crossed my, it never even crossed my mind about anything other than he's just, you know, playing a character. That's right. And lastly, uh, Halle Belly, she uh, speaks about uh, her pregnancy. She talks about, people ask, was DDG her first boyfriend? And she got on Instagram Live to talk about some of these things. This is her explaining about her first boyfriend. Is DD your first boyfriend? Well, no. So I think a lot of people think he is my first boyfriend, but he's not. But I would say he's my <laughs> first, like, real boyfriend. If you know what I mean. You know when you're younger and it's like, you know, puppy love, not really anything. And then you realize, like, oh, I was just, you know, 15. Like, yeah, he's like my first real <laughs> boyfriend, if that makes any sense. Boy, I'm not, I'm just, listen, man, listen, listen. This is Charlemagne the God talking. This is Leonard McKelvey talking. We got to get somebody in here. Hey, and you think to, I want to do these well, stories? You sound that so me? crazy. <laughs> Talk about her first we boyfriend got and to, puppy love. We got to get I'm a third co-host in here. <laughs> <laughs> TDG, Holly Perry talks about if TDG was her first boyfriend. Let's listen to the puppy love. How you throwing <laughs> You know you're 52. I'm, I, I'm definitely not 52. <laughs> you're 52 talking about 52. puppy love. Well, she talks about her pregnancy as well. Uh, you still Appreciate going? Yes. You still going? Yes. So kind and understanding, um, especially of me wanting to wait to share something this sacred oh, and beautiful. Um, I just wanted to make sure I had a beautiful, private, healthy time um, in my journey. <laughs> 
Honestly, I stayed off of all social media. I really keep myself sane and okay. I know that there was a lot of people who would always like comment and be like, we know girl, we know. And I'm like, okay, that's great that you know, but I'm gonna just chill, you know, and that's wonderful if you support me. And if not, that's okay too. I hope you have a wonderful life. Drop on a clues bomb for Holly. I only did it because that's your cousin. Listen, 100%, we definitely gotta have the third co-host. But, uh, let, me tell, but let me tell you something else. She is so right, and I don't know why you people think that y'all, number one, know these people and why you think these people got to share every aspect of their life with you. If she chose to say, you know what, I'm going to keep my pregnancy under wraps for nine months, that's her prerogative. She can do that. She don't owe nobody nothing I at think all. That's, I think that's the best thing about it. She was able to be like, you know what, I don't care what you say. I'm going to stay low anyway, I and then when it. I have the baby and I want to talk about it, I will, and I, that's what she did. I love the fact that you know somebody her age didn't even feel the need you know what I mean? To share with y'all what she got going on in her life. Because, you know, we live in this era of oversharing. And it ain't even just about age. Everybody just wants to overshare every aspect of their life. Look at what I eat. Yo, look look at what color my pee was today. She was like, no, I'm going to keep this to myself. We're going to have us a nice day pregnancy. Y'all ain't going to be putting no bad energy, no bad juju on me and mine. God bless. Right. I respect it. Well, congratulations oh, to Halle Belly uh, again. All right. And that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. Teslin Figueroa will be joining us. And Piers Morgan will be stopping through. Yes, so don't indeed. move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get back in some front page news. What up, Tiz? Good morning, DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. Let's start right off with Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Biden administration must decide soon on menthol cigarettes uh, or the risk proposed as the ban uh, continues to be debated. Now, health advocates and activists plan to intensify their push for the ban on menthol cigarettes this week. Uh, they're putting pressure on the White House ahead of what they call a critical deadline. Now, advocates say that if this is not if this decision is not made by January 20th, uh, it will affect you know how they're able to move forward because it takes about a year for this implementation. Now, menthol cigarettes has emerged as a Pivotal one for President Joe Biden, who is facing an election year, as we know, uh, with worries that this may diminish enthusiasm for black voters. Now, black smokers are disproportionately more affected to smoke because they are uh, more likely to smoke menthol cigarettes. However, some civil rights uh, with ties to the tobacco industry have raised concern, uh, saying that this will criminalize people uh, for smoking menthol and could lead to deadly police interactions. But again, that's why we need uh, police reform. In my personal opinion, I don't think that's the reason why uh, we should be talking about banning any cigarettes, but it is an important point. Now, the NAACP and the Congressional Black Caucus have endorsed this ban, along with dozens of public health experts, saying that it would save hundreds of black lives. Now, I spoke to Oklahoma City NAACP President uh, Garland Pruitt last night, and he said there's a reason why the tobacco companies were forced to pay $206 billion. He said they knew exactly what they were doing, and he had this else, he had this to say as well. They knew that they were killing and doing the things that they should have been doing, and that's why we end up having proposals that are correcting and putting things in place. And last year alone, over the last few years, $100 billion has already been paid. So anytime you can get rid of Joe Campbell, the Marlboro Man, uh, airlines that ban smoking, restaurants banning smoking, there's a message to the madness. The menthol is addictive. It's more addictive than a regular cigarette. And our kids are following Chukuki and Ray Ray and the rest of them. It's needed. We as a activists, we as organizations, we as individuals have got to put forth attention to the health of our society. And when we do that, we're on the right track. We're doing the things that are needed and necessary. 
I have no problem with this. Ban all tobacco use. Ban all cigarettes. Y'all don't need to be smoking that garbage anyway, okay? When you look at smoking tobacco and the cancer risk that come with smoking tobacco, smoking causes about 20% of all cancers and 30% of all cancer deaths in the United States. And 80%, thinking about this, 80% of lung cancers, okay? And as well as about 80% of lung cancer deaths are due to smoking. I don't give a damn about y'all and y'all smoking habits. It's disgusting. It's nasty. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how it hasn't been banned a long time ago. I mean, they say because that it makes it, billions it causes, of dollars. But if it causes cancer, <laughs> it makes a, billions a, a of deadly dollars. disease that can kill you, I'm with how you. Do we, like, how do we still allow people to smoke? Because it, it makes billions of dollars. We know it's addictive. It so makes yeah. billions. That's why. It, That's it the answer. But it makes billions of yeah. dollars, but it kills people? Yes. Yeah. And, just like everything and else, just like all this fast food and everything else, all these GMO products, yes, they make billions yeah. of dollars. We know it kills people, but as long as it makes us money, yes, that's, what, that's the, the mentality. Way, yeah, and by the way, this settlement was in 1998, and so they've been paying out this for the last 25 years. Uh, the settlement in 1998 said to pay $206 billion for the, for the next 25 years. So again, this was already established on the books long ago. Rest in peace to my mother that did die of lung cancer in 2016, so this is very, very personal to me and if you've ever had to watch someone in their lung literally collapse and you have to take them off of that machine it's very heartbreaking and again you do put responsibility on people deciding to smoke but again when we're talking about an addiction when we're talking about a disease and some people just can't stop she tried DJ Amy she really did she tried multiple times um, but just could not break the habit I also spoke to Dr. Torrento Robinson uh, he's the Northern uh, Province Health and Wellness Chair for Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity and he supports the ban and he just had this to say as well Black people suffer the most from tobacco use. We have significantly higher rates of mortality from smoke-related illnesses such as lung cancer, heart disease, and stroke. It's literally a life or death matter for the black community. The ban will have a big impact on curbing smoking habits and recruiting new smokers such as our youth. It's imperative that the President of the United States act now for the future of black America. Now, Envy, you asked what is the difference between menthol cigarettes and regular cigarettes. Now, the menthol cigarettes has a minty coolness uh, of the menthol that covers up the harshness of the cigarettes, so people smoke more. As a result, menthol cigarettes inhale more deeply. They smoke more cigarettes, and that means it makes it harder to quit over a lifetime, and they inhale more toxic chemicals. I also went down, I wanted to let people know a lot of the popular cigarettes that uh, African Americans smoke, 42% of black adults smoke Newport while 84% of young African-Americans smoke this brand as well. Uh, so this is just an example of how uh, you know prevalent this is in our community. So the most popular cigarettes in African-American community, now this applies to everybody, all races, but I did want to you know point this out. Newport, Cool, and Marble. So all of those are three uh, popular brands and uh, uh, overwhelming amount smokes menthol, those brands. Why are they making this a black thing again? Because they said we smoke the most menthol? Correct. They're saying that it overwhelmingly affects um, African-Americans more than anybody else because of the addiction to the menthol because our top cigarettes that we smoke are menthol cigarettes. So it's it's not just a black issue, but advocates are pointing out saying that it has impacted you know African Americans more than most. Oh, I, I was just looking at who the who the who smokes the most, and it, it damn sure wasn't black people. So I was just wondering yes. like wh why disproportionately. So that's where the conversation always mm -hmm. comes into disproportionately. You know where we're saying um, just like they say uh, you know who's on welfare the most or who has the most abortions and oh oh black people no actually when we talk about this proportionally affecting meaning it affects our community disproportionately is their argument yeah but i also feel like if you if you know better you got to do better right my, my parents smoked for what 20 years 15 to 20 years and they and they were able to give it up and i just feel like in this new generation we have to ban it if it's killing people at alarming rates like 
the price of cigarettes are like $16, $20, $24 a car. It's hey, ridiculous. How old are you, 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 how old are you? 57? 957, but I'm, I'm, I'm 45, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, this is thing is, this problem, this problem has been going on way before us. Yeah, you're okay. right. But things right. have changed. I'm like, back then, not like, really. Parents smoked when, 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 when people were pregnant back then. Like, they smoked in the car, they smoked at the workplace. What's changed? Well, you can't smoke, you, you can't smoke in the workplace. But you said parents, I see parents I, smoking in cars all the time. With kids? Yes. Jesus Christ. I know people that smoke when they're pregnant right now. Like, smoking is disgusting. And you know what else people don't ever talk about? Cigarette doesn't just cause cancer in the lungs. Cigarette can, cigarettes smoke can literally cause cancer almost anywhere in your body. And secondhand smoke is just as deadly. I mean, that's what they tell us when they was kids. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. All right. And heart disease. You guys also talked about heart disease, so I wanted to put that out there as well. That the smoking causes the blood to thicken and form clots in the veins and arteries. So nothing positive comes from smoking. Nothing. It's disgusting. All right. Well, that is front page news. I know you had another story, but we gotta get to it tomorrow. No problem. Thank, Thank you, Tez. And make sure you follow Tesla Figaro on all social media platforms at Tesla Figaro and subscribe to the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. All right. Now, when we come back, Piers Morgan will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Piers Morgan, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us this morning. We got Piers Morgan. Welcome. Thank you. How you doing this morning? It's good to be here. I'm a little bit apprehensive because I messaged my sons to tell me the, the big news I was coming on. And what did he say? Um, well, my middle boy is a big fan of the show, and he said, "Dad, Dad, you got to be careful." He said, "Charlemagne's a bit of a menace." And I went, and then I didn't reply, and he then paused and then replied again. Actually, so are you, so it should be fine. <laughs> you should have replied. You got to be friends. You should have replied back. Do you know who your father is? <laughs> you, know, you know what I wanted to always ask you, though, in, in reference to that? I, I heard you say once you were hired to be controversial when you got the gig at ITV. Mm. So is my question is, is Piers Morgan actually controversial or is it just performative? Well, look, I don't wake up in the morning and start, you know, screaming at my family about the state of my marmite on toast. Uh, but I am by nature very opinionated. Mm-hmm. I've encouraged my four kids, who range from 12 to 30, to have opinions about everything. I think if you don't have opinions, you have a lazy mind. Uh, I always believe the things I say at the time I say them. I'm happy to change my view. If somebody gives me a compelling argument for why I'm wrong, I have no problem saying, you know what, you have a point, I'm changing my, my perspective. But yeah, look, am I controversial? I often take issue with that because I don't actually think my views are that controversial. Mm-hmm. I actually think that they're controversial if you only judge my opinions by what Twitter now X says. Mm-hmm. But then 80% of the public are not on Twitter X. Mm-hmm. Um, 80% of the public aren't on social media at all. And when I walk around the streets, whether it's in New York or L.A. or it's London or wherever it may be, Sydney, Australia, I get a very different reaction to the one that I get on on the social media platforms where people go, yeah, everything you say is outrageous. And well, actually, it's not. I, I think I have reasonably popular views, which a lot of people subscribe to. I, don't, I think a bit like you. I don't know your politics, but I think a bit like you, I don't identify as as left or right mm-hmm. um, I think I like to go after everybody examine their opinions challenge them and I think that's the way you should be if you're in our game so I don't like to be identified into a box about anything or, um, so that I look am I controversial I say things forcefully mm-hmm. I express my opinions forcefully 
I don't think that's controversial. And my show, Piers Morgan Uncensored, which was what I needed to be mm-hmm. uh, without people making me apologize to people I thought were lying uh, for saying I don't believe them. Um, but no, I love it. It's, uh, you know, we've, we've been on air, it'll be two years in April. Um, I think we found ourselves a voice of being genuinely uncensored, platforming mm-hmm. everybody, challenging everybody. I love it. It airs in three continents, Australia, the US on Fox Nation here, and Talk TV in the UK. And that leads me to my career high, which is appearing on your show. <laughs> you, 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 you had me on Uncensored too. I appreciate that. Uh, a few questions came out of everything you just said. Number one, did Rupert Murdoch ever try to hire you at Fox News? Uh, no, it, it was always about Fox Nation. Fox Nation is the kind of... Uh, subscription platform that Fox has which runs side by side with Fox News. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of Fox News stuff like I'm doing the five this week for two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go on Sean Hannity's show and stuff. But the interesting thing for me is whatever people think of Fox News, I'm never put under any pressure to toe any line mm-hmm. to have any view about an issue. Nothing. Nobody even talks to me. I'm allowed to just be me and have my opinions. And I have strong opinions about a lot of cultural issues in America which do not sit well with Fox viewers, for example, about guns and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody ever tries to censor me when I appear on Fox News, which is interesting because I would say it's more difficult now to have that kind of freedom at someone like CNN where I used to work Mm -hmm. um, because they're so, for example hostile towards Donald Trump if you try to go on there and say something positive about him that that would probably someone wouldn't like it you know mm-hmm. um, I don't get any of that at, at Fox and I find that a really just an interesting observation from me personally that I'm allowed to just be me and do my thing well, of course they're going to let you they're going to let you be pro-Trump on Fox of course no no but I could be critical of Trump too is my okay, point gotcha, whereas gotcha. I think it would be harder to be pro-Trump on CNN and, and get right. invited back too many times I think I think it's changed now I think it has done a bit. Yeah. It's good. They need to. Because CNN should really be in the middle. Otherwise, where do American viewers go to for genuinely impartial news coverage? You've got MSNBC very, you know, to the left. You've got Fox, obviously, very conservative. You need to have CNN to be impartial. I felt they lost their minds over Trump. Uh, I mean, the reality is all of them should be impartial. That would be the beauty, well, right? It would be beautiful if all of them were objective. I actually have no problem in a country like America, a bit like the UK, a bit like with the newspapers, when we had left-wing papers, right-wing papers. I used to read them all. I still do. I still, when I'm back in England, same, I get four same. or five papers. I read them all and I get a flavour for what everyone's thinking. I don't have a problem with left-wing networks or, or conservative networks, but you've got to have some place that Americans can go to for genuinely impartial coverage. Um, and I think in the in the UK, we're, we're quite blessed, really. We have the BBC... We have Sky News. We have other networks which are very, in my estimation, comparative to here, very impartial. And I, I like that. You know who used to be that for America? John Stewart in The Daily Show. Yeah. Well, I miss him. I felt he gave up that show, unfortunately, too early. Mm-hmm. I think John Stewart would have been a really important voice through the whole Trump, Trump era. era. Yeah. You know, you needed people, strong personalities through that era to put things in perspective. I don't think he would have gone the whole way in constant Trump bashing because of course I've known Trump a long time since I did his show the thing about the Trump bashing is it only helps him anyway right I mean I had a great conversation with Chris Rock when Trump won in 2016 and I went to the New York Knicks with my eldest son Spencer who was over with me and we were just sitting in one of the VIP areas and Chris Rock was at the next table on his own so we got talking I said, what do you make of what's just happened? The election happened the day before and New York was like a mortuary. You know, you walked around, it was like this terrible silence everywhere. They were like, how did this happen? And I'd been predicting Trump was going to win because I'd been doing crime documentaries down in rural 
America, down in Alabama, down in Florida, rural Florida, rural Texas. I can feel it. I can feel the Trump train steaming. And no one on the coast seemed to have picked up on this. And the media hadn't picked up on it. They were just like, oh, Hillary's going to slaughter him. She's the most qualified candidate ever. And I thought, you you don't understand middle America and what's happening here. And I think the, rural south. And I think the same thing is happening again now, by the way, which is why the, the Iowa result has shocked everyone on the coast. Um, but, you know, I remember talking to Chris Rock and he said, you know, two, several things. He said, one, fame. Do not underestimate the power of a television fame in America. He said, now. He said, and secondly, he said, if someone's killed nine or eight people, I think he said, don't go around saying he's killed nine. I thought it was such an astute thing to say. Mm-hmm. Don't, as we would say in England, don't overreg the souffle, right? Don't exaggerate how bad Trump is to score your point or get some clicks on social media or whatever. Just give it straight. Examine what he's saying. Examine what he's doing. Often what he says and what he does are two different things. Right, but don't over exaggerate. Don't over demonize him. He said, mm-hmm. "You know, don't go around calling him the new Hitler when we know Hitler killed twelve million people." So, I thought that was a really smart take then, and I think it's a really good bit of advice now for the Democrats, which is if you continue to over demonize Trump, all these legal cases against him and so on, it just allows him to play the martyr, the victim. It fuels his popularity. Mm-hmm. Even Republicans who don't like Trump are rallying behind him because they think he's part of a Democrat-led liberal media witch hunt. And if you allow him to play that card, he's going to win. All right, well, don't go anywhere. We got more with Piers Morgan. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. 
State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy, and we are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Piers Morgan. Now, what are your thoughts on people that are overcritical on Joe Biden, uh, which is probably going to influence people not to vote for Joe Biden, mm. which is pretty much uh, as far as all the Democrats have. So it's like even with Charlemagne, he, they're very critical of him talking bad about Joe Biden and saying yeah, that you're right. it, might pull, it might push people to sit on the couch instead of go out and vote. Well, I know you endorsed them both last time, right? Biden and, and yeah. Kamala Harris. I actually endorsed Harris, right? Most, I didn't. I couldn't endorse Biden. I endorse. So, what do you Harris. think about right. a lot of people that that are very critical of Joe Biden? But kind of that's that's all we have. Uh, I think it's a bad state of affairs for the Democrats, and it's sleepwalking into potential defeat. It's sad. I don't think anyone feels good about watching Joe Biden kind of physically disintegrating in front of our eyes. But he's still nine months away from a general election, and then expects us to think he can lead this amazing huge superpower for another four years he can't and you can't go to Kamala Harris she's been a total disaster so the Democrats if they're not I think she scared people more than, than I think if he had and you know just that's just where racism and sexism comes into play I think if he has a white male vice president I think I don't think people are as afraid to vote for Biden you know what I honestly don't think it has anything to do with Kamala's uh, race or gender I think it's because she's turned out to be useless and sometimes you just have to call what you see. I don't... I mean, most vice presidents are useless, though. Well, some of them are. And, yeah. That's I mean, their job. In- <laughs> some of them. It's, it's, not a, it's not a great job. You don't really have yeah. any power. You just take all the flag. She's been especially ineffective. Let's put it like that, right? I met her, actually, once. I thought she was very charming to me. And I was expecting more. She's obviously a bright woman. She's just been incredibly ineffective for him. I mean, her poll numbers are just as bad as his. So the pair of them I think in- she's been ineffective because of to go back to the fact her race and her gender I think that allows her to say and do things mm. that other VPs probably couldn't or even somebody like mm. Joe couldn't but she's choosing not to I agree and I don't think she's done nearly enough for your community by the way mm-hmm. I mean a lot of a lot of promise came in with Kamala Harris where's the delivery mm-hmm. I don't see it 
So I don't think she's been effective at all. The interesting thing about Gavin Newsom, if he was to become the nominee, it solves the problem of how do you fire Kamala Harris if you're a Democrat leader because you, they both come from California. She wouldn't be allowed to be his VP anyway. Mm. There's a rule apparently in the Constitution about that uh, or the election rules. So automatically you solve two problems at once. You get rid of this decaying mm. old guy as your nominee with a guy half his age and twice the energy and you also don't have to have Kamala as VP anymore and he doesn't have to be seen to be firing it. So it's an interesting little twist on that. I, I, I agree with you when you say the Democrats need to move away from Joe Biden, but I also feel like Republicans are doing themselves a disservice by not moving away from Trump because it's hard to say you're not the party of white supremacy when you're supporting a guy who you know, did an attempt to cool this country, a guy who says he wants to be a dictator for a day, a guy who's talking about you know killing his political rivals more importantly yeah. a guy who said you should eliminate the constitution right. in order to overturn the results of an election I don't care if you're a democrat republican you can't have somebody you know a leader of the free world who doesn't believe in the constitution I agree and I think the other thing you've always got to be mindful about with Trump is not to take everything he says too literally no you have to oh you don't have to I'll take, give, give, when give, you're the president you got to I'll give, we, I'll you, give, know, you shouldn't take us too literally because we're just media personalities definitely take us too seriously <laughs> uh, no I think if you look at look at for example the other day in Iowa right he comes out with his crack on the eve of the, of the vote and he said look I don't care if you're sick at home just tell your wife darling I've got to go and vote and he said and if it does if you end up passing away at least your vote wasn't wasted right and I, I watch people on CNN, my old employers, trying to be po-faced about it, right? Mm -hmm. He's basically risking the lives of people in Iowa. No, he wasn't. He was cracking a Trump gag, right? And one of his Trump cards, literally, is his humor, right? People in middle America find him hilarious, mm -hmm. right? People in New York pretend not to, but probably laugh quietly at a lot of the stuff. A lot of the other characters, uh, candidates seem very dull by comparison. If he wasn't running for leader of the free world, top three funniest people on the planet. Yes, I agree. So, if he so, uh, but also, you know, you got to remember, he comes from a business real estate in New York where bullshitting is an art form, right? They're, that's what they do, right? They they just try and persuade people something's worth what it's not. So his entire life has been spent exaggerating, going over the top, all that kind of stuff. And I always say, if you actually, an interesting question for you guys. If you took away all Trump's rhetoric, which you can't do, but mm -hmm. his rhetoric and his tweeting when he's president, take all that away, right? So you never actually hear him speak. Mm -hmm. You just judge him on what he did. What did he actually do that was so outrageous? He implemented, uh, he put three conservative judges on the Supreme Court. That's who, perfectly who, his right. Yes, sure. But they, they look how extreme. Conservatives would say that's an amazing success. Absolutely. But look how far right they are. They got rid of Roe v. Wade. The things they got rid of directly impact, you know, people, they directly impact people that look like me and, yeah. you know, people that I love. I got four daughters. Mm. You know, Roe v. Wade is a big deal. And Listen, I think. I agree. I agree yeah. with you personally. But that is, that is democracy, mm -hmm. right? What you're challenging there is actually. A constitutional right of an American president to nominate Supreme Court justices. He just happened to be able to do it three times in one tenure. Mm -hmm. That happened to now skew the the court conservative. Because I know that's your guy, but I don't believe none of the bull that's coming out of his mouth. What have I said that's wrong? When you got a guy literally saying, "Let's get rid of the Constitution to overturn the mm. results mm. of an election," I like, agree. I, I'm not like no. Like, I agree. Yeah, I'm not. I agree. I'm, and there's I'm, a very, if you, he's the guy who says America first. And there's a very good so, argument that someone who does that should not be allowed to run again. Absolutely. However, your Constitution makes it crystal clear that he can run again. And in fact, even not the 14th Amendment, the 14th Amendment said, if you tried to lead a coup of this country, you are ineligible to be but president. That, but that's, president. Let me tell you what's going to happen. The states that have tried to play that card. 
It'll go to the Supreme Court and they're going to throw it out. You know why? Because he's got Republican judges. Yes, that he put in place. Come on, but you know why? Cut he, it out. You know Smart why? It. You know why he was able to? Because he was elected your president right. in 2016. Right. You're so, right. So right. The, if Americans didn't want Trump as president, don't vote for him. And the same applies now. Mm. Don't vote for the guy because you know what? If he can pack the Supreme Court with more Republican judges next time round, that's exactly what and he'll you do. Know what? As the Democrats will do as well. How yeah. often do you speak to Trump? I haven't spoken to him since we fell out over the last interview. But I'm sure I will do. And I'm sure that I had a chat with him before the last election. I said, after the pandemic stuff, I fell out with him when um, when he did some ridiculous announcement that the best way to solve COVID was to inject yourself with bleach. I remember. Right? And I wrote a column saying, Mr. President, your batch crazy ideas are going to get people killed, right? Mm-hmm. Stop it. And he unfollowed me on Twitter, which was no big, no small <laughs> thing, because he only followed 50 things on Twitter. Half right. of them were companies. The other, Most of the other half were his family. Mm-hmm. I was the only non-American, I think, he followed on Twitter. This became a big story. I didn't speak to him for a few months, and about a week before the election, maybe two weeks before, I was doing Fox and Friends, and they said, "What you know, you know Donald Trump, what advice would you give him? And I said, I looked down the barrel of the camera, I went, well, if he wants my advice, I said, it's not too late, just give me a call, Mr. President. Next morning, I get a call <laughs> from Air Force One, I think it was, uh, Mr. President of the United States, so I came, like, nothing had happened. Do you think that there is a candidate that could be Trump? I, if I yeah, were the I mean, Democrats, I would absolutely go for somebody like Newsom, right? Yes, he's progressive, but he's moved himself to the center very skillfully mm-hmm. This in the last six months to a year. He's been to China and met President Xi. You think President Xi was going to meet the governor of California unless he thinks he might actually end up president one day? He he looks like a president, right? He looks like someone that could run the country. He's articulate. He's intelligent. He's run one of the biggest states in, in the country. I think he has a lot of things going for him. I don't necessarily agree with the more progressive stuff, but I think he himself has realized his pathway to to running the Democrats and to potentially becoming president is to move more to the middle ground, right? And if he does that, and he's given a chance to do that, and that can be the options for America between Trump and someone like Newsom, I think he's got a very good chance, a better chance than Biden. I agree. All right, we got more with Piers Morgan. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Piers Morgan. Charlemagne? Do you regret what you said about Meghan Markle in regards to her mental health? Because, you know, I'm a huge mental health advocate. Yeah. And none of us know what people are truly going through. Do you mm. believe that you were insensitive to her mental health? Well, to for, be- for people that don't know, what, what, what did you say? So she went on Oprah Winfrey yep. in that infamous interview, and she made a claim that she had had suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. and she'd gone to a senior member of the Buckingham Palace staff mm-hmm. and asked for help and was told you can't have any effectively because it would be bad the royal brand i did not believe that happened so what's happened since this is over two years ago right Mm -hmm. ever since then not a single shred of evidence or a name of that person has ever been produced prince harry writes a book of over 400 pages never mentions this didn't mention the racism claims either it was like they never happened he then said later i didn't mean to say that the royal family were racist we didn't it was the media you said that members of the royal family, it turned out to be King Charles and uh, and Kate, had expressed con- negative concern about the potential skin colour of your baby, which that conversation will have never happened. And there is no evidence that it happened in the way they tried to imply. Well, Oprah, Oprah gasped in horror. And so for two years, the royal family have had to deal with being accused of being callous racists who don't care about a young woman's suicidal thoughts and don't care that, about being brazenly racist about the skin color of their child 
I said, I don't believe those things happened. So you weren't dismissing her mental health and what she may have been No, going. and in fact, you I were went, dismissing what she... No, and I went on, to, I went on the, the, my morning show the next morning and spent a minute clarifying my view about mental health. Mm -hmm. So yeah, why yeah. do you think that she's lying? Or if, I think if she's a liar. And I think he, unfortunately, is a liar too. And we saw it again this week. They, they called their daughter Lilibet. Now, that at the time was an incredibly sensitive thing because the, Prince Philip was dying. And he, uh, this was his nickname for his wife, the Queen. And only a very tiny number of people called her Lilibet, including him mainly. So he would sign, you know, she would sign letters to him, Lilibet. It was very special. And it, it emerged that Harry and Meghan were going to call their, their daughter Lilibet, okay? And then when there was a big furore about this, they said, well, we had the permission of the Queen. Turned out to be an absolute lie. They did not have the permission of the Queen. Wow. A book has just come out, written by a very authoritative journalist with full access to all the royals, uh, including all the royal household, and they've made it crystal clear that the royal household said they'd never seen the Queen so angry as when she discovered they were going to call their daughter Lilibet, mm. her private nickname from her husband, not least here and in the Caribbean, where, of course, many countries still a part of the Commonwealth. I think a lot of uh, black people around the world thought, wow, they're just a bunch of nasty racists. And there's never been any evidence. And when I found out, this, you may remember a few weeks ago, this guy Omid Scobie, who wrote a book about uh, always supporting the Sussexes, wrote a new book about the downfall of the monarchy, as he put it. And a, a Dutch version of the book mm -hmm. suddenly named Charles and Kate as the people who supposedly made these racist remarks. Everyone in Britain went, oh, don't be so ridiculous, right? They're the last two people on earth who'd ever be racist or say something in the negative context about a, a skin colour of a baby. People consider Britain to be one of the most tolerant, multicultural places on earth. And I would say that, having lived there most of my life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the kind of incendiary race issues that you have in America. All the history just doesn't exist in the same way. And that's why what happened on that Oprah interview was so shocking and so damaging and then the question became well was it true mm -hmm. and I've got to say sitting here now two years later no it wasn't true how would she prove that if it was though like how would she prove she went to somebody and expressed her mental health concerns like how would anybody be able to fact check that Look, she just has to give us a name who was it oh got gotcha, you got gotcha, you gotcha, who was gotcha, it gotcha. and she could have named the alleged royal gotcha. racists and let them defend themselves but instead by not naming them you got to remember in the Oprah interview, she said that the race, racism comments were made to Harry when she was pregnant. He said it was before they got engaged. That's a year and a half apart. They couldn't even decide what year this was supposed to have happened. Mm. So a lot of it just smelt to me of being wrong, untrue, very damaging. Um, but no, my, none of my criticism of Meghan Markle has got anything to do with her skin colour or upbringing or anything. In fact, I would think more of her because of her background. I think it was, as I wrote in my piece on the day they got married, this is a great moment for our monarchy, which is a very white family, obviously, mm -hmm. just historically, right? I don't blame them. It's just like a lot of families in Britain, like their family, they're very white. It was great to see someone who was not from the normal background. You know, you, you once said after the Meghan Markle interview that freedom of speech is a hill you're happy to die on and you're off to spend more time with your opinions. In this era of everybody having an opinion and a voice, should people be able to say whatever they want without consequences? Well, there are... Listen, even under the First Amendment, which is the most brilliant protection of free speech probably anywhere in the world, there are limitations, mm -hmm. right? Child pornography, 
and, mm-hmm. and so on. There are things that you can't say mm-hmm. because they have repercussions. Mm-hmm. There are laws that govern these things. Trump got taken off a lot of these yeah. social media platforms. I thought that was wrong. For the same reason, though. He shouldn't have been because, and this is a difference, I think world leaders, everything they say is a matter of historical record. No, not yes. Trump. Not when Trump's pushing conspiracy theories. Yes. Like but not only telling people you well, okay, but, okay, to but look, COVID. They took, off, they took off Trump, mm-hmm. but they kept on the lead, leader of the Taliban. They kept on the Ayatollah uh, in Iran. They kept Vladimir Putin's account, right? So are you comfortable that Trump is the one that's removed? But is Putin telling people, like you said, they inject themselves with, with bleach, bleach to cure COVID, where they could die? Pushing YouTube conspiracy Putin theories? Putin is spewing conspiracy bullshit about Ukraine being a bunch of Nazis and he's denazifying them. That, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. All yeah. the time. The Taliban yeah. are spewing their bullshit on Twitter. The Ayatollah is talking about eradicating Israel. So how do you regulate this, though? Cause see, my, I, my- think I draw a distinction between ordinary members of the public... And world leaders, world leaders. The world leaders worse because I, I think we're going to have some Orson Welles war the world. World stuff leaders, ha- I think everything they say and do is a matter of historical record. You can't hide it away. Yeah, Trump, I would argue, has got more popular by being taken off Twitter. I think world leaders of any kind, it's historical record. And if you take one down, you got to take them all off mm. because a lot of them say bad things. I don't think any world leader should be allowed to be on social media. Really? I think I think, if you, I think as soon as you become a world leader, you have to give it that's up. An inter- that because is it's a, too dangerous. Well, that is a very interesting... Fake tweets, the AI stuff. You know stuff. what? I think you're all in or all out. Yes. So I'm with you. I would personally still argue they should be on, but I think that's a, that's a good argument to say you take them all off. They, the world leaders can't tweet. They can make official statements, and the yes. media can determine yes. how they report those. And if they're spewing untruths and deliberate lies which are going to lead to potential violence the media can say that in real time last question probably the biggest thing we talked about is it true that you played oh boy. the homeless bird lady in Home, <laughs> in home Alone 2 <laughs> no was that you Peter? it is not true no. prove it prove it it's not prove it. No, just prove like it. you said to prove it. you gotta prove it prove why it. don't you ask the actress who plays the bird lady Brenda she Frecker. doesn't exist it's a woman what's her name Brenda Fricker Frick, never heard it? of it. it She's like an actress. You must have got that before. It sounds like you made it up. Got it before. I had to do my Christmas card based on this two years ago because I got so many people going on about it. It is not me. And every time that bloody movie airs, which is every Christmas, I get bombarded <laughs> on Twitter with "It's him, it's him, it's not me." Uh, we don't believe. I, you. I don't believe. You. I have though. Been- <laughs> Piers Morgan, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you for joining us this morning, guys. Great to see you. Thank you so much. And it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ. NV Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club let's get to the rumors let's talk Kanye West rumor has it rumor rumor has it call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty I'm gossiping this is the rumor report I mean I guess we on the breakfast club this is where the tea spills right right Right. now yesterday Kanye West posted a picture of his new teeth now uh, he got some new teeth titanium teeth now these teeth they said the procedure costs about eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars now, his teeth were not removed, but I guess they are some type of, I guess, they call it a, a, a denture type of thing. But it's $850,000. He got it done out in Beverly Hills. And it's like a grill? It's like a grill, like a denture type of grill. If you're almost 50 years old, you should not be showing off your grill. If you're almost 50 years old, you should either be showing off your beautiful, white, natural teeth or your brand new veneers. Even though you got, you can't help but show them off because some of y'all veneers so damn big. I do like how veneers have evolved, though. 
They got a lot of them look normal. Yeah, they got a lot better. We're not as big as the, the chicklets or the horse Man, anymore. When y'all first was getting them, y'all looked like y'all just wanted to walk around and chew through anything. Mm-hmm. Now, also, uh, TMZ reported yesterday that allegedly Kanye West is going to release a 40-minute apology video. Uh, that's to uh, that's before his single comes out. He's going to apologize for some of the uh, anti-Semitic things and comments that he made uh, a couple of months ago. Oh, God. So uh, that should be coming out before his single drops. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was detained in the airport for an unregistered watch. Now, I'm going to break this down after we hear the news report. Schwarzenegger running into trouble in Germany over a pricey watch. Tonight, ABC News learning the actor and former California governor was held at the Munich airport for about three hours. Schwarzenegger was traveling from LAX to Munich and did not declare an expensive watch he was wearing when he landed. He agreed, he agreed to prepay a customs tax to clear it up, but the credit card machine didn't work, so customs officials made him go to an ATM to get cash. The only problem, the ATM withdrawal limit was too low and the bank was closed. Well, finally, they found a machine that worked he paid taxes and a penalty and they let him go yeah so what happened was uh he was wearing the watch that he was actually going to uh i guess auction off for a, a great cause um but when you cra- when you travel overseas and you have the box sometimes they ask you to claim it and the reason why is a lot of times these watches and these goods that you buy overseas and other places cost a lot of money and you could get it a lot cheaper in those places and they want to tax you for it they felt like he didn't pay the proper taxes, so they made him get to pay the tax right then and there. They said it was roughly around, the watch was roughly about $26,000, and they made him pay allegedly $38,000 of taxes. So he had to go to the ATM and pay it right then and there. I don't even know what you're talking about right now, but I'm sitting here thinking, uh, I'm sitting here thinking about the last story you talked about with Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. You really can't listen to anything that comes out of Kanye West's mouth. What you, mean? you can't believe anything. That he says. I was watching Dame Dash on uh, Willie D's show. Salute to Willie D. Salute to Dame Dash. Great conversation. And he was saying how Kanye is just a troll. Mm-hmm. And he said Kanye has always been a troll. Mm-hmm. And he does things for attention. Mm-hmm. And this is a time where he was seeking attention. And it backfired on him. So mm-hmm. he ends up losing the Adidas deal and all types of other stuff. And now he... Art, didn't he just he apologized on Instagram in Hebrew? Correct. Now they're saying he's going to put out a 40-minute apology. It's allegedly current. Clearly, because something ain't working for him right now. Hmm. Did those sock shoes sell? I don't know. I don't Did know. they? I, I, don't, I didn't know. He's, he's only doing this because he's not gaining, uh, garnering the attention that he that he so desperately seeks all of the time. I'm sure. And now he's going to do a 40 minute. I, I don't. I don't know if that story is true. But if it is, he's only doing that forty-minute apology to, to 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 garner attention. Something isn't working for him. I don't. It's, it's not the music, right? Right. We not nobody's playing anything off the the, the was it Kanye and Ty Dolla Sign, right? Oh, they didn't come out yet. They yeah, postponed it. But didn't they put out was, singles? I don't think so. Damn. I know there was something circulating. I thought they put with, out singles with Little Dirk or something. Yeah, but yeah. The sock shoes. I don't see nobody walking around in those. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying. Nobody has. No, yeah, you, no. can, you can't Haven't believe anything that comes out of his mouth because everything that comes out of his mouth, he only does things for attention. Kanye is about Kanye. All right. And clearly, he's not getting the attention he needs right now. Yeah. Well, and lastly, Snoop Dogg talks about why he turned down an OnlyFans offer. OnlyFans ain't for the men. It's for women. If you go in there peeping, it's for the women. If you go in there peeping, that's on your Yeah, you Actually, if you're from the whoop-wop community, you can do that. But if you're from our community, you ain't for sneaking a peek. No, I'm doing OnlyFans for the ladies. I'm trying to, you know, get the ladies a glimpse of a real. Straight, that lady. 
they got at me when uh one of them little girls was she made like twenty million on that right there. It's like uh OnlyFans wants you to come on there and snoop and do you can do about a hundred million, all you gotta do is pull that thing out. I'm like, I got a black wife. Ain't no way in the world she gonna allow me to go on there and pull that thing out for no amount of money. Yeah, so now this is allegedly this is why you can't believe everything that you hear. Now this is what uh celebs are reportedly making on OnlyFans. Now who's doing this report? Now I don't know. They say Chris Brown makes fifteen million. They said DJ Khaled makes four million. They say Tiger makes twenty million. Cardi B makes forty five million. Fat Joe makes four million. Iggy Azalea forty eight million. <laughs> and it says DJ Envy makes four hundred thousand dollars. I don't even have an OnlyFans. You did have an OnlyFans. I did for not your have feet. an OnlyFans. No, Come I did. On, man, stop lying. I didn't. Why would you lie? Like I don't that? have an OnlyFans. We, we saw it. That's not mine. You're a liar. And if this person You're is making, if this person is making four hundred thousand dollars, they this this is crazy to use my feet and make four hundred thousand dollars. But I don't have an OnlyFans. Well, you yeah. deserve you deserve it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I have no problem is- with that person. If there's a person out there that has a DJ Envy foot page and he's making four hundred thousand dollars, you deserve it. No. Okay. Yes, he does. No. Why not? I don't have a page. <laughs> and that is your report. Snoop needs to do a workout video. That's what a bad guy. You saw what Snoop was doing the workout. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> doing a little shoulder, <laughs> the little shoulder shrug. shrug. Snoop need a workout video. I'll watch that. <laughs> I can't believe that you got an OnlyFans. I don't page have making four hundred thousand dollars. I do not have an OnlyFans. And it's your feet. It's, yeah. Well. Yo, pull that. Pull that up, producer. See if Envy still got his Only uh, Fans feet page. I do not have page. an OnlyFans. You had one page. at one point. Somebody had one. It's not me. What you make four hundred grand a month? I don't know. Off your feet. That's crazy. Damn. I might have to create a page if it's four hundred thousand dollars a month. Mm-mm. Put my feet right. <laughs> Put my feet right. That ain't what I'm laughing at. I'm gonna tell you the joke I'm laughing at. I know after you I get laughing at. I'm laughing at. I know. I know you. I know, I know you better than you know you. I know what you're talking about. That's why I don't play with you. I'm taking my ball and I'm leaving the sandbox. Your, your donkey's name. I'm taking my ball. That joke is I'm, so funny I'm in my brain, y'all. I'm leaving the ball. I'm leaving the, the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and out one of you! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. 
It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Some donkey today just saw themselves. I've been watching Charlemagne. I was ready for it. I never heard of a donkey the other day. What is it? I'm a donkey. Say it again, Charlemagne. I'm a donkey. Yes, you are a donkey. I'll show you how to act a donkey. Everything that Charlemagne is saying is true. That damn Taylor knows she know how to make a good intro, don't she? Drop on the clues bombs for Taylor. Taylor made it. Okay. Uh, donkey today for Thursday, January 18th goes to 33-year-old Rhoda Osmond of Houston, Texas. Rhoda has been charged with felony theft by deception. Now, many of y'all remember Rhoda because she went viral after posting a video of her saying that she got hit in the head with a brick. Okay, because she refused to give her uh, give a man her phone number. It was all over Shade Room and World Star. Uh, one of those situations that caused the digital divide between men and women to grow wider. You know, it's always a gender war on social media. There is literally a podcast community, a YouTube broadcast community called the Manosphere. And these folks make a living, if you want to call it that, off men versus women fighting online. Okay. And this Rhoda Oseman situation definitely have folks at odds because once again, she claims she got hit in the face with a brick because she didn't give a man her phone number. Very triggering story. For a lot of women, okay, because this has happened to a lot of women, all right? They ignored a guy, didn't give him the correct number, and the guy physically assaulted them in some way. It's a shame that so many women feel forced to give up their numbers to dudes because some dudes be so aggressive that they don't even realize the only reason the woman is giving up her number it's because she shook to death, mm-hmm. okay? And plenty of women have told me that they can't give out a fake number because dudes be literally calling right there on the spot. Okay? And if she gives them a wrong number, it makes the prospects of danger even greater. Okay, so when women 
who have that fear or who have been assaulted because they ignored a man saw Rhoda Osmond's story. It was very triggering. Okay, but what I also remember from that story is brothers from around Rhoda's way, brothers from her community saying Rhoda is a liar. And she's an own liar and has pulled stunts like this before. Personally, I didn't know what to believe. Okay, I just listened to both sides. Let's flash back to the original report, courtesy of Fox 5. Woman is recovering after she's the rejection that took a dangerous turn. A Houston woman is recovering after she says a man hit her in the head, in the face, with a brick. Robichet says she attacked, says he attacked her after she refused to give him her cell phone number. Mm. All while a crowd of men stood there watching. Have I ever done to anybody in my life to deserve this? Literally, a man asked me for my number. I said no, and he he picked up a brick in front of so many men and was like, what are you gonna do? And I told all these men like, yo, why is this man got a brick on my face? Uh, uh, okay. Well, according to charging, charging documents, uh, that whole story was a lie. Okay, a falsehood, a farce. In the famous words of takeoff, cap. cap. Okay? <laughs> oh, I overstepped takeoff. Go ahead, play it again. Cap. I'm sorry. You can't. Rest in peace, takeoff. Uh, let's go to Houston 2 for the new report, please. Yo, this man just hit me in my face with a brick and all these black men just watch. This video with more than a million likes on the Shade Room's Instagram page captured the moments after what appeared to be a brutal attack in West Houston. She told the detective that responded that she was hit in the head with a brick after she refused to give her phone number to a guy on the street. And was that verified by any of the evidence that detectives looked at? No. That was not verified. Harris County Prosecutor Keith Houston says surveillance videos from that early September morning show Osmond hitting a man first. So she's the one who, the, she was the aggressor? She was the aggressor, yes. And it was a water bottle that hit her, not a brick? He did have a water bottle in his hand, and we think that's what left the mark. According to court documents, she asked someone else to launch this GoFundMe for her recovery, raising more than $42,000. But as the story went viral, a blogger on TikTok called police alerting them to this 2020 GoFundMe, which claimed a vicious assault by a security guard in Minneapolis. Oh, Detective Thornton verified with Minneapolis police that there was no assault done at that time. It was completely fictional. In an Instagram story posted Wednesday, Osmond addressed those who have doubted her. I actually have things going on in my life. I actually have real ways to make money. I don't have to get GoFundMe for money. I actually can earn income because I'm actually educated and I actually am talented. She's still lying. <laughs> She's Cap. still lying. Remember when y'all gave those men flack for not coming to that woman's defense and all those guys said she was lying? Those men were right. Okay, she's got a history of this, all right? This is why when I see a lot of GoFundMe's, my first thought is go F yourself. Okay, you just can't trust people. Folks come up with all these sob stories and they pull at our heartstrings and next thing you know, we digging in our pockets, you know, thinking we donating to a worthy cause and all we donating to is somebody's wig installation fund. All right. This is also another reason why you can't rush to conclusions because of things you see on social media. We jump out the window. We pick these sides and don't have any facts. All we have is how this video makes us feel. And guess what? Feelings aren't facts. Your feelings often lie to you. Your feelings are not a good judge of anything. And feelings cannot last. They're just a chemical reaction in your brain.
That's it. Which is why I laugh often at things on social media, especially when these folks talk about things they have no clue of with such confidence. Y'all have no idea how bad you all get manipulated. Now, Rhoda should be charged with more than felony theft by deception because if she hadn't been found out, if they hadn't found out she was lying, she was ready and willing to send some uh, innocent man to jail for a crime that didn't even happen. She told police it was an unknown man, but guarantee if they would have picked someone up, she would have said it was him. So sometimes you have to get on some minority report stuff and charge people for what they thought about doing. You have to start making examples of people. And once again, I've said this a million times. This is why believe all women is nonsense. You shouldn't believe all of anything anyone tells you. Okay, there's not one group on this planet that you should believe all of what they tell you. We should listen to people, listen to all people, and believe all proof. Okay, simple. And stories like Rhonda are why we should get rid of the all. Believe women? Okay, cool. I read once that uh, believe women meant don't assume Women as a gender are especially vindictive and recognize that false allegations are no less common than real ones. I can live with that. That makes sense to me. And Rhonda, you need to apologize. All right? We never hear people who make these false allegations and, get, and didn't get found out apologize. The main reason she should apologize is because she makes it bad for all the women who have actually been through what she lied about. Please give Rhoda Os Osmond the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey. Of the day, Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. All right. Now, when we come back, where you want to go? Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Which way you want to go? What are you talking about? We could do. You want to talk about your only feet? No, I'm not going to talk about my only feet. Seen two uh, interesting uh, things in the news yesterday. One was a supermodel, supermodel named Beverly Johnson. OG Beverly Johnson. That's right, supermodel. She said that you know she has to stay slim because she's a supermodel. And back in the day, uh, her oh, was diet. A super, I mean, yeah, she was a supermodel back in the day. Yeah, supermodel back in the day. So her diet back in the day was she would have to have two eggs, a bowl of rice every week, and some cocaine to make sure she stayed slim. Well, the cocaine was much more organic back then, fresh off the plant. Wasn't like all, all that stepped on. They wasn't mixing it with Rihanna's makeup like they be doing now. I don't know, but that is the question. 800-585-1051. What's the organic diet? You said, you said an egg? What? Cocaine? What and, else? And a bowl of rice. That's a very organic diet Yo, while you shut playing. up, man. The question is, what is some of the craziest things you did to lose weight? What are some of the crazy diets you use? We're going to take it out of OG Beverly Johnson. I had a friend that ate nothing but grapes to lose weight. And it worked. It actually worked. He lost about 20, 30 pounds. I'm to, sure. To lose weight. <laughs> I'm sure. That's all he ate was great. Yeah. So that is the question. 800-585-1051. What's the craziest thing you've done to lose weight? You know, everybody using that. What's that What's that pen called? Oh, oh Ozempic. 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 Everybody want to be an Ozempic gold medalist. Yeah, Ozempic pen. Got Ozempic gold medalist, Ozempic silver medalist, Ozempic bronze medalist. Right. Them the ones that don't really lose a lot of weight. The Ozempic bronze, you only lost about 10 pounds. Mm. But you got diarrhea crazy, though. Because of that pen. Is that some of the side, side effects? That's what I heard. Diarrhea? Uncontrollable diarrhea. <laughs> Uncontrollable. Buttholes stay open. Oh, my goodness. Stay open. Okay, 800 5 Whistling while you work. You hear me? <laughs> That's what I heard. 800-585-1051. The craziest things you've done to lose some weight. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Steady calling my phone. Calling my phone. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're asking, what are some of the crazy uh, things that you've done to lose weight? Now, this conversation comes from supermodel Beverly Johnson, OG. She admitted back in the day she would she would use two eggs, a bowl of rice every week, and some cocaine. And, yeah. she, and she said that's how she would stay slim. Nowadays, you know, like I tell you, I had a friend of mine that just ate nothing but grapes. I'm hearing about this o- Ozempic shot. There's so many things that people are trying. What's the, what's the other thing? Ozempic ain't crazy, though. I mean, Ozempic ain't as crazy as... Uh, you said you diarrhea all the time. That ain't crazy? Yeah, but Ozempic is, is actually a, a medication. For diabetes. It's not rice. It's not rice, uh, cocaine, and um, a hard-boiled egg. What'd you say? I said rice, uh, two eggs, and some cocaine. Yeah, and that's not, that's, that's not, a, that's not a crazy thing, you know? Uh, what about that? What's the other thing, Sydney? Apple oil, vinegar, what? Apple cider vinegar. I've heard people using that. But let's go to the phone lines. We got a, a, a lady on the line. Her name is uh, Kim. And Kim tells us what she does. Hey, good morning, Kim. Good morning, DJ Envy. How you feeling this morning? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So what do you? What, what's the, one of the craziest things you did to lose weight? I took ephedrine, three ephedrine, two vibrin, oh, excuse me, one vibrin, two aspirin. It's called a running stack. And I lost 30 pounds in 15 days. I've never heard of that. What was the first thing you said? Ephedrine. You haven't heard it in a while because it's been about 25 years since the government um, outlawed it. <laughs> so it was banned. <laughs> now. Jesus. But when I was in the Air Force, it wasn't until a pilot crashed and they ruined it. Did you look sexy, though, after you lost no, that 30 pounds? Goodness. That's the important stuff. Oh, hell yeah. I'm sexy anyway, but hell yeah. Okay. That was back to my player weight. Okay, see, now we talking, so was it worth it? Hell yeah. <laughs> I had to stay in the weight. I had to stay off the weight program. Mm, okay, all right. Well, thank you, mama. We got Will on the line. Will, good morning. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? What's up, Will? What's the craziest thing you did to lose weight, brother? All right, man. So, uh, at the time, I used to live with a homeboy, and I and I told my homeboy, yo, bro, listen, all my food, all my food, if it's a burger, if it's a fry, if it's a taco, whatever it is, bro, even if we're rolling up, but laxative and everything, I consume everything. So, what that did was made me sh- all day, all day, all day, 305 to 210 in a couple months. Damn. What method? From Miami to another area code, I don't know nothing about. <laughs> he said 202, 202 was D.C., Maryland. So, yeah, from Miami to Maryland. So I thought he said 210. <laughs> Damn. Hey, I'm yeah, not, man. listen, here's the thing. None of this stuff is crazy if it works, by the way. I don't know if it, but it might if, not be if, healthy. If, if, if it don't kill you, I mean, if it don't kill you and, you know, it don't affect your health and it works, it's worth it. Hello, Angel. Yeah. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. What's the I did not think I was really going to talk to y'all, but... Uh, what's the craziest thing you did to lose some weight? Craziest thing I did to lose weight is I went to Mexico and got a gastric sleeve because here, my BMI was too low, so Mexico let you do it. So I went out there and did it. I came back because I did tell my family, lost too much weight, and everybody thought I was on drugs. Oh, so you were skinny, skinny, like when you first started going vegan. I was I was skinny skinny. I wasn't that big when I went to Mexico. And I didn't expect to lose weight so fast that when I came back, because I didn't tell anyone, people were really coming to me thinking I had an issue. That's black people. We either think you on crack or you got uh, you, you sick. Definitely crack or sick. But let me <laughs> exactly. a- Angel, let me ask you a question, right? If your U.S. doctor yeah. told you it was not healthy for you to get the surgery, you still went to Mexico and got it? I did. 
Don't judge me, bitch. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not you. judging you. But if you would have died, that would have been your fault. Okay, you're right about that. I definitely took a risk, but that's why it's the craziest thing I did to lose weight. I know it was crazy. Have you <laughs> kept, have you kept the weight off at least? No, I mean I'm still having a hard time gaining weight back. Look at you. You want to go to Mexico again so bad? <laughs> I mean, Since nah. I'm good. I don't want to. <laughs> I cannot believe it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Big Mac. I hope you're writing all of this down. Well, wherever you at, I'm hoping he's not. I'm hoping he don't do the cocaine one. I'm hoping he don't go to Mexico. So I'm, I hope you. he's not writing them down. No, I hope you're writing them all down. 800-585-1051. What are some of the craziest things you did to lose weight? Let's bring Mac in. Let's see if he did anything to lose weight. No, why? You got eyes. That's just stupid. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I kill him is over. If y'all talking about it. No, we talking about it. It's Topic Time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. If you're just joining us, we're asking, what are some of the craziest things you've done to lose weight? Now, this conversation comes from OG supermodel Beverly Johnson. She admitted to uh, using cocaine, two eggs, and a bowl of rice every week to make sure she stayed slim. I wonder how many times a day did she eat that? Did she eat that once a day? That's crazy. Just, yeah, I don't know. And by the way, you know, salute to Beverly Johnson. Beverly Johnson is the OG. She's like 71 years old. I wonder when you're on that type of diet, how does that affect you mentally and emotionally? Like, how is she able to show up and still perform and be the supermodel that, you know, so many people knew and loved, you know, on that type of diet? Because that type of diet affects you mentally and emotionally as well. Right. All right. Well, let's go to the phone line. We have uh, Rianda. What's your name, mama? Oh, this is Jordan the Welder. Oh, okay. We're asking, what's the craziest thing you did to lose some weight? The craziest thing I did to lose some weight was getting off of birth control. And then I got pregnant, and now I'm heavier than what I was before. <laughs> Hold on now. You said you got off birth control? Yeah, I got off of birth control to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant. And gained so it all back. So pregnancy, I gained weight, so now I'm heavier than what I was before. Damn. Well, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, she got a child out of it, though. You got your little baby out of it. Yeah, I love my baby. All right. So, Thank yeah. you, Mama. We have okay. Anna on the line. Anna, good morning. Good morning. Now, we're asking, what's the craziest thing you did to lose weight? Um, Very unhealthy thing. Uh, just drink tea, like Chinese weight loss tea, for a period of two to three months where I lost a minimum of 45 pounds, along with diet and exercise. But the tea, I think, did a lot of it. Hold on. So them flat tummy teas used to actually work? So they're not flat tummy. Uh, is this Carla Maine? Yes, ma'am. Oh, uh, you're the coolest. I love you. Thank you. I love uh, you, too. <laughs> so, it wasn't the flat tummy tea. It's like um, Chinese ballerina teas. You can find them on Amazon. Ballerina tea? And it works? It works. Um, I mean, I did exercise and dieting as well. Um, but I think that was a major thing that just kicked off, you know, the weight loss. Now, see, that's what I was going to ask, too. Because are y'all using these products and also dieting and working out? Because a lot of these products come with instructions, and the instructions will say, change your diet. It's a, mix, it's a combination of everything. So I think if alone I had just taken the tea, I think I would have also lost weight. Just not at that speed where, or at that, you know, um, where I lost 45 within a couple of months, you know? So it was a combination of both. Okay. Thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? Tati. Hey, hey Tati. What's the craziest thing you did to lose some hey. weight, Tati? Hey, so I'm going to start off. I started off with 
it's lipo, right? So I had lipo about four or five times. You, you right, had lipo, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. You had lipo five times? So, yeah, but, yeah. So I had did my, my stomach twice. I did my back twice. All like, what is it called? L.A. Carte? <laughs> like when you do one at a time. Then I did my arms. So, yeah, it was five different occasions. Right? How, how big was your back <laughs> that you had to go get it done twice? Oh, no, I wasn't that big. Not that big, but, you know, it's like, it's a distance. It's like tattoos. Really? So, had it done. Yeah, it is. It is. Had it done. But I'm lazy. I don't like to really work out. I don't like sweating. So, I never did that. So, I'm on TikTok, and they like, oh, this Chinese tea. This Chinese tea at work. It's like a laxative. Yeah, we when just heard I about it. Ballerina you, tea. Yep. Oh, my God. But time about, did you it's work? Did you? I'm pain. It's the, like, cramping. Is you on the toilet. You sweating. It's almost like you got a stomach virus, but you just not throwing up. Did you work it's out so as bad. well? Did you work out and change your diet, too? She said no. She'll like sweating. I don't. Yeah, I don't like sweating. So I don't work out, but I do I do eat very well. I try to do that. So I'm not going for no more lipo, no more. So I definitely made a lifestyle, like, lifestyle uh, change. And now I'm eating right, so therefore, you know, I don't I go back under the night again. You don't like sweating, but you was on that toilet sweating your ass off. Right, and that was my last time. I said, it's not for me. All right. And it's not but water weight anyway. All right, Lady Loose Booty. You have a good day. <laughs> have a good one. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is I'm about to start selling weight loss napkins, okay? And it's going to be these napkins, right? Mm -hmm. And on these napkins, it's going to have a Mediterranean diet, mm -hmm. and it's going to tell you what you need to be doing. So you need to be doing your vegetables and your fruits and your whole grains and your fish and your nuts and your lentils and your olive oil. And it's going to tell you that you need to work out three, four times a week. So basically, you buy this napkin, mm -hmm. and on this napkin, it's going to have a diet, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And you tell an uh, exercise plan. And it's going to help you lose weight. This napkin. Okay. Yep. We could try it in-house first. Yes. Give with, it to Mac. With Mac. See if it works. Mac, I hope you wrote all of these options down. Okay? Because you're going to try about five or six of them. Jesus. All right? We're going to unbig your back. All right? <laughs> unbig your okay? back. Okay? The, before, the, before you leave here. All right. Well, when we come back, we got your rumor report. A bunch of your favorite artists are being sued. We'll tell you all about it. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk lawsuits. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. Now, Ice Spice is being sued for copyright infringement. That's for her song, In the Mood. Now, uh, an artist named D. Chambers is accusing Ice Spice of stealing his record. Uh, let's take, take a listen to both of them. Uh, I don't know who came first, but he's got a case. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a case. Yeah. I mean, he sounded like he got a case to me. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, a producer could hear the record or somebody could have heard the hook, you know. And We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. 
So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. What if the ice spice? Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but... Either way, it's not like you got a case to me. Yeah. Now, also, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is being sued by a man who alleges his bodyguard assaulted him at an L.A. Live yard house. I guess they saying that the fan was just being too aggressive, allegedly, and the bodyguard stepped in. But now Floyd Mayweather is being sued. Well, I mean, the bodyguard was doing his job, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if the, if the guy was being aggressive and there was a threat, you got to, you know, eliminate the threat. Correct. We'll say allegedly. Right? Yep. Allegedly. That's right. Now, also, James Dolan. You know, James Dolan is the New York Knicks owner. He's being accused of sexual assault, and he's being sued. 
Tonight, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks and head of Madison Square Garden, is accused of sexual assault. Ryan Field is in the newsroom with details. Ryan? That's right, Sandra. A woman filed a lawsuit in federal court that not only accused James Dolan of sexual assault, but also disgraced media mogul Harvey Weinstein. The woman, Kelly Croft, says 10 years ago she was a massage therapist hired by the classic rock band The Eagles. She met Dolan, who moonlights as a blues musician, when his band was opening for the Eagles. She claimed she was pressured into having sex with Dolan back in 2014. Dolan's lawyer releasing a statement that read in part, quote, there is absolutely no merit to any of the allegations against Mr. Dolan. Kelly Croft and James Dolan had a friendship. Mr. Dolan always believed Ms. Croft to be a good person, and is she surprised she would agree to these claims. So what, are you going to fight him? Mm, I guess so. Mm. All right. Now, also, we got to salute Martin Lawrence. Now, after the Emmys, people were uh, concerned about his appearance. They said he was talking slur, slow. They said he sounded like he was slurring his words. Well, this is uh, him at the Emmys. Wow. This is a real moment. Yeah, yeah. Special yeah, you, moment. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Now, well, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. You know, I'm just excited to be here on the Emmy stage with this tremendous cast of the Martin Show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now his team responded and said Martin is in great shape. They said he just finished filming the next Bad Boys movie. He's going on a comedy tour this summer. And they said his long pauses were because of a technical glitch on the teleprompter due to last minute changes to the script. Here's the thing. What are y'all basing this on? Because if you're basing this off watching Martin 30 years ago on TV when he was, what's up, what's up, what's up? Number one, that was a character. Number two, that was 30 years ago. Right. <laughs> you know, was it 30 years ago? How long ago was Martin? It was a long time ago, right? At least 30. Yeah, close to it. Yeah, close to around, around 30. So yeah. it's like, I, I always wonder when people say things like that, what are they basing it on? You do know, even though we see the reruns all the time, that person is aged. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That person might be moving a little slower than they used to. So what? That happens with age. And not only that, if you ever had to read off a teleprompter and they start changing the script on the teleprompter, especially when the teleprompter is far away and you ain't got your glasses or your Dr. Yeah. De La Russo and you got to read those things, it's yeah. kind of difficult. You know, so. Man, it's 58 years old. I, 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 just, I just think in our minds. We always we, see Martin as Martin. Martin. Yeah, that's what I really believe. So when you don't see him acting like that, you're like, man, what's wrong? That's right. What's wrong with you for believing everything that you see on TV? <laughs> and lastly, we got to salute and drop a bomb for Timbaland. Timbaland is, in, is being inducted into the 2024 Class of the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He definitely deserves it. Ceremony is in New York June 13th. Uh, some other hip-hop acts that are in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. There's only four. Jay-Z, the Neptunes, Missy Elliott, and Jermaine Dupri. Wow. Salute to the good brother Timbaland. That's great company to be in, and he definitely deserves to be in there. That's why Timbaland went and bought that new hairline. Timbaland knew this was coming. Ready. That's, 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 what that's why that's why he went out there and got that new uh that new that new head of hair. All right. Well that is your rumor. Salute to report. Timbaland. Yeah, his, shout uh, to Timbaland. His new head of hair. All right. Now uh I'm about to coach. I'm gonna help I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can help coach. My daughter is getting into basketball. She is eleven and the coach just hit me and said that he's the coach. So I'm gonna help him out. I'm gonna be a co coach or assistant coach and uh help them get right. For what? Because I get busy in basketball. I get busy. Never I'm nice. Ask about me.
Never mind. I'm not messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. People's Choice. Wow. People's Choice mixes you up next. 800. This joke in my head. This one hitting too. I'm I'm not, I'm, stop. <laughs> Taking my ball. I'm leaving this, this sandbox. Red gets to him all. Red, the only person get to him. I'm bored up. I don't want to talk. I, it's enough. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. I hate y'all. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got to salute uh, Piers Morgan for joining us this morning. Yes, yeah, salute to Piers Morgan. Make sure you check out uh, Piers Morgan Uncensored, uh, which is a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piers is like, I, I, I like Piers. You know what I mean. And, and the reason I, I, I enjoy watching Piers is because he, he, you, he's on side sometimes, but for the most part, he's really very nuanced with his commentary. And I, like I said yeah. during the interview, man, I think a lot of times, you know, we pick sides, and it's and and the truth usually is in that gray area that nobody ever wants to touch, you know. And I think he goes there a lot. So I, I mean, I, I I do appreciate him. I mean, it's all conversations, it's all opinions, right? And you're right to have whatever opinion you want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't have a problem with that. Whether it's a his, his opinion on Biden, uh, Trump gun laws or whatever it may be it's his opinion and you don't realize how much you and a person share an opinion till y'all actually have a conversation that's right you know if you already approach it thinking that you know what this person is going to be on you know you do yourself a disservice a lot of times all right well when we come back we got the positive notice the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj envy Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club it's time to get up out of here Charlemagne. you got a positive note yes i do and it's something i said during donkey of the day but i just want to say it again uh it's about your feelings please man please remember feelings are not facts okay your feelings often lie to you your feelings are not a good judge of anything and feelings cannot last they're just a chemical reaction in your brain so please remember that next time you on uh social media or any other platform stating what you think is a fact when it's just the way you feel have a blessed day breakfast club bitches y'all finished or y'all done black tech green money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that... The park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. 
I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find, for the fun of it, kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.